Welcome, everyone, to episode number 76 of the Daddy Sharps podcast. My name is Luke. I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the games and fights and pretty much every match that you could imagine that your <laughs> square hole buddies are too scared to break down, John. Hey, and for the next several months, we are breaking down, I, I call it a weird combo. I don't know. Is weird the right word? Maybe interesting? Interesting. I like interesting combo. Because you're being nice? Yes. It's odd. It's <laughs> odd. But here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing leading into March Madness. I'm going to share next day and upcoming weekend NHL bets. And John, well, he's going to be sharing his best bets in UFC. Yes. So let's start with last week and a little recap of our best bets and leans. I'm going to start us off with the good news. I'm not going to name all the names here. If you were watching, as Dana White says, if you know, you know. We went 5-1 and one on the UFC card last week. Not bad, my man. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad at all. And I'm glad I trailed you because on the NHL, and my bets that I shared last week, now for the bad news, 1-5 right out of the gate. Right out of the <laughs> gate. Unbelievable, considering every other hockey night that we've bet has been a huge success. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what happened there last week. But here's the deal. We've got a lot of NHL season to go. So let's move on to our best bets for this week. We have got on tap for you six NHL games and six fights for you this week. And we start our weird slash interesting bet combo with UFC Fight Night in Mexico City. John, what do you have for us? Yes, Mexico City. As you guys all know here, I am from Denver. Mexico City is a higher elevation than Denver. So anybody with a questionable endurance here is not going to do well in Mexico City. Something to keep in mind. But I already took care of that for you. My first fight here is Naimov minus 350 versus Silva at the 145-pound weight class. And my bet here is Naimov. I got this a couple days ago at minus 280. And as you can see, already minus 350. Money is pouring in on this guy. This is why. Naimov has fought people and Silva hasn't. Silva only fought three guys with at least 10 wins. Two of them he beat. One was on a six-fight losing streak. And the other was one and two in his last three fights. The guy he lost to was on the UFC and the dude was two and three in his last five. Silva, this guy's 36 years old, making his UFC debut. Kind of a, I guess you would say that's a late bloomer. Maybe they're throwing him a favor. I, I don't like him. Naimov, he beat some really good UFC talent already in his first two fights. His last fight, he took on an excellent striker and he landed four takedowns in the process. Silva, not nearly the level of striker Naimov has already faced and he has a 57% takedown defense. That's not going to cut it here. Look for Naimov to easily control this match. Here's one for you. Poyez versus Ziam. Minus 225. I like the underdog here. Poyez at plus 185. Now here's the reason Poyez is the underdog. This guy is a one-trick pony. Poyez, he's a submission artist who has a low striking output and takes more damage than he dishes out. Usually not something we like to see. But if this was a boxing match, Poyez would totally be out of his depth here. But he's damn good at submissions. And if this goes to the ground, it's a wrap. Ziam is a striker, not really a takedown threat. Ziam has two weaknesses, southpaws and guys that use takedowns as a weapon. Ziam is one and two against grapplers on the UFC. And the only southpaw he faced on the UFC, he actually was outstruck. Poyez is both those, a grappler 
and a southpaw. I like Poyez at a nice little price of plus 185. And now I'm looking at the main event here. Mexico's own Moreno. He's all the way up to minus 300 right now versus Royval. I like Moreno at minus 300, the former champ. This opened at minus 250. So as you can see here, the money is already coming in on the former champ here. Royval, when he came onto the scene, was destroying the competition. Submissions galore. Then he started facing elite talent. And then it started taking a lot of losses. Royval has fought a champion or former champion three times. And he is 0-3 in all of those fights. He fought the current champ, Pantoja, twice, and he lost. He also fought Moreno, the guy he's fighting here. So this is a rematch. And he lost in a round one stoppage. Royval is one of the most active submission hunters on the card. But when you look at the last four fights against top-end competition, he only had one submission. That was Kai Kara France. I think we all know Kai Kara France can hit, he can kick, he cannot grapple. So I don't know if a submission there is actually much of a compliment or a, a good thing. Moreno has the headliner experience. He's headlining this card, and he's been through some tough rematches before, going two and one so far in those. Luke, as you know, it's always a little tricky when you get a rematch as a former athlete yourself. Uh, Moreno's been here, done that. He's got a very nice winning record. The only rematch he lost, Split decision in his last fight for the championship belt. So I, I like Moreno here. Yeah, and he's probably hungry for it. He's definitely going to be hungry for it. Yes. I, I've liked watching him uh, last season, or not last season, but last year about this time when we both watched him kind of still coming up and, and finding his way up to these championship uh, matches. And uh, yeah, we liked him then, and, and we really like him now in Mexico City. Yes. All right. Excellent. And now for that weird transition. Here we go. We, we're we're going <laughs> to get used to this eventually. We're going to get used to this. All right. Yes. To the NHL. I'm looking at games for tomorrow. Definitely. Washington Capitals at the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning favored in this one. Minus 200 on the money line. The total is six and a half. And Tampa Bay plus 115 on the puck line. I really want to go for the upset here. My heart is telling me, take the Caps. They looked really damn good the other night last night against the devils on their home ice but you know now they're in tampa and my head says be smart make your best bet the lightning on the money line so that is my best bet tampa bay money line my lean though is the over six and a half and i'll get to that in a second the caps seem to find their scoring rhythm against the devils the other night at ovechkin found the net twice finally that said the caps are 30th in goal scored and 29th in shots and 22nd in shots allowed. The Bolts, on the other hand, 7th in goals scored and 11th in shots allowed. The Bolts are also five points ahead of the Caps, leading the race for the two wildcard spots in the Eastern Conference. So they do not want to lose here at home against a rival. And these two teams, by the way, 6-2-1 and one on the under in their last nine head-to-head. -head. So I love, and my best bet is, lightning on the money line, but I like the lean here on the over six and a half because of what I talked about early. Both teams are hungry. Forget about statistics head-to-head -head when you got hungry teams. All right, moving on. New York Rangers are playing at just down the road, the New Jersey Devils. The Devils actually favored in this one on the money line, minus 115, but the Rangers on the money line is minus 105. So this is going to be a close game. The total is six and a half. Uh, the Devils, plus 195 on the puck climb. My best bet here, take the Rangers' money line. The Rangers have proven they can win on the road, even if it's just down the road. 
17, 9, and 3 away compared to the Devils' home record of 13, 13, and 2. The Rangers have won the last three games they played against the Devils. Goalies Shesterkin and Quick are much better than Dawes and Schmid. And remember, just last week, the Devils' best keeper, Vanacek, placed on AR just last week. So I'd lean the under here as the Devils are coming off a big loss to the Caps, and they find themselves in a close and heated race for a wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. They're in that mix with the Caps and everyone else, but my best bet here is take the Rangers on the money line. And the final matchup in my first three for the podcast, we're looking at the Colorado Avalanche, John, taking on the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit. The Avs favored in this one. On the money line, minus 145. The total, well, the puck line, let me get to that first. The puck line is plus 165, one and a half for the uh, the Avs. The total is seven. <laughs> so I actually like, one. it is, and I'm leaning to the over in this one. I'll, I'll explain. I'll Let's explain. Go. My best bet is the Avs on the money line. It's a no-brainer in this one. The Avs came back down a goal in the first to beat the Canucks the other night. The uh, They are second in the league in goals per game with 3.6. Meanwhile, the Red Wings are sixth in goals per game with three and a half. That is why I'm leaning toward the over. The Wings have been really good on, on offense lately. The Avs have not, but they have all the pieces in place to be great and unleash on offense against a bad defense and a bad goalie, which is what they're seeing right now. But they have a solid defense and a really good goaltending uh, lately. Another close game in this one. The Avs are rolling with a lot of momentum right now. Again, best bet, Avs on the money line. But look for a goal fest and that over seven in this one. I will be trailing you again. I think we have to mention it. I think we have to mention it. We're recording this podcast Tuesday night. You went 10 and three on a big hockey night. 10 and three, sir. Yeah, so, it was a good one. It was a good it comes, one just the other day. Yeah, when it comes to hockey, I'll be taking any of your bets. <laughs> All right, back to the UFC. Awkward transition number two. So now we're going to go with Quinones versus Barcelos. Barcelos is the minus 175 favorite. My best bet here, I'm going to take the underdog again. Quinones plus 145. Quinones has only one UFC fight under his belt, but I like him against the journeyman here. Barcelos hasn't lost a chin yet, but he's not. That just means he's not getting knocked out. But he is one in four in his last five fights with two straight losses. The only guy he beat in those last five fights, the guy was one in five on the big show, one in five in the UFC. Then we have the age gap. Barcelos, this guy is 36 years old. And Kenyonas, 27. So we have a nine-year age gap. And then, you know, one of my favorite stats here, the age-old stat comes into play. We almost have 10 years difference here. Fighters that are 10 years younger win 60% of the fights against older opponents. I don't mind the nine-year here because Barcelos has not looked good. And I think he gets cut after this loss. Up next, this could be one of the most exciting fights of the night. Torres versus Duncan. Torres is minus 190 right now, and that's who I like here. I like Torres at that price. The smart money back in Torres. This guy was minus 115 just a couple of days ago, and now he has swelled all the way to minus 190. Duncan, this guy's a, a contender series alum. He's now training with American Top Team, which, as you know, is a a great team that has a lot of good coaches, a lot of good people to practice with. 
So he has the team in place to make him a great fighter. Recently, Duncan has worked on his takedowns, landing seven in his last two fights. All this to say, it's not going to help him here. Torres is a dominant knockout artist, including two round one knockouts on the UFC already in only two UFC fights at this level. Duncan's only chance to beat this guy is to take him down, but Torres has seen that tactic before. He has stuffed six takedowns on the UFC so far, not surrendering surrendering a single takedown yet. I like Torres and some huge power to knock Duncan out. And then I'm going with the kid. Everybody knows this kid. 19-year-old Rosas, minus 225 versus... Turcos Rosas minus 225 is the bet that I like. We have a grappling phenom here, 19 years old, very raw. He's not good at striking. If he doesn't get this fight to the mat, he's not going to win. He was a takedown machine, however, landing eight takedowns in four UFC fights already. He did lose one on the UFC, but his opponent missed weight by two and a half pounds. That is a huge deal against a wrestler like this because uh, that those last two pounds are usually the toughest. That's where it really taxes the gas tank. So this guy came in basically at full full strength fighting a wrestler. So it, it is a huge deal. Turcos is being fed to the Lions on this fight. He has the lowest takedown defense on the entire card, only stopping 45% of the takedowns shot against him. He's given up seven takedowns in his last fight, seven in the last fight alone, and six in another fight before that. I like Rosas, the 19-year-old, as long as he doesn't make a mistake. That's the only thing you have to worry about with the young ones. Finally, I think this is my favorite fight of the whole card, and the price reflects it here. Cherez, minus 375 versus Lacerda. Cherez is the bet that I like, minus 375. A few days ago, this number was minus 300. So if you want it, jump on it right now. This is a rematch, and that's exactly why I'm betting it. I saw enough in the first match. Cherez dominated this kid and had him in a choke at the end of the first round. Lacerda was going night-night, and then the judge felt Lacerda's arm. He felt it was limp, and he said, hey, this fight's over. This guy went to sleep. It was overturned as a premature stoppage. Luke, I'm telling you right now, I watch every one of these fights. This kid was out cold, and it looks like the books agree with me. Cheras in that fight was minus 225. Now the price is minus 375. So I'm thinking the odds makers saw what I saw. This guy's going to roll on this character. The skinny on Cherez, he's a finisher. All 10 of his wins have been by finish. All three of his losses have been by decision because his striking defense is atrocious. Lacerda entered the UFC 11-1. And then when he started fighting on the big show, he lost all four of his fights, all of them by finish. Three of them were done in round one. The only one that made it out of round one, he was knocked out in round two. So I like Cherez a whole heck of a lot in this rematch. Nice. And I lied at the very top of this. I think that was seven matches. So we, we got a bonus match in there. Is that right? That could have been seven matches. Yes. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Yeah, it was seven matches. Look at that. <laughs> Five, six, seven. That is awesome. There is a, uh, I, I will say this. There's a really popular fight. Uh, it's the second to last fight on this card. Mm -hmm. It's Yair Rodriguez versus oh, yeah. Ryan Ortega. Yeah, they're still I, allowing y Yair Rodriguez to fight? Yes. <laughs> yes. I. That matchup's close. Ortega's been off for a long time. I, I know the fight's there, but I'm, 
I'm staying off that fight. I'm just going to watch and enjoy it. Ortega mm-hmm. hasn't fought in two years almost. Uh, Rodriguez and him, this is a rematch. Uh, Ortega blew his shoulder out in the last fight. Uh, I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I'm staying off didn't, that fight. Didn't Yair, isn't he like uh, 50 years old and keeps... He's a Yair's young. Yair Yair Rodriguez is young. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of a different fighter. Yep, you're thinking of a different guy. Uh, Ortega. Off, Ortega's getting a little long in the tooth. He's been around quite a long time. Jeez, I've been I've been uh, I've been off the UFC for so long. I forget my fighters. They blend <laughs> together. Hey, that's because you've been dominating on hockey, and well, I love it. <laughs> I, it hasn't reflected on the podcast yet, but it will. I'm telling you, yes. it will. I don't I don't yes. know I, what what happened last week. All right, Lemon. Speaking of hockey, let's move into the last three games here. We've got the Florida Panthers playing at the Carolina Hurricanes. This is going to be the matchup of the day. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. The Hurricanes, slight favorites here, minus 115 on the money line. The total is six, and the Hurricanes plus 200 on the puck line. My best bet here, Hurricanes on the money line. Because they're at home, but for some other reasons too, but the Florida Panthers are hot right now. Two really, really good teams. My lean is going to be the under six goals in this one. The Canes have a 30 and 18 record when favored on the money line this season. The Panthers have won just five of 10 when listed as an underdog this season. Haven't been an underdog that many times. And when they are, there's a reason. So then I want to rip through these stats right here for you. Canes, I'm going to give you two numbers, and it's always going to be Canes versus the Panthers in these key stats. Eighth versus 10th in scoring. Ninth versus second in goals allowed. Sixth versus first in shots. First versus second in shots allowed. The Panthers are great on defense. The Canes are great on defense. They're both great on offense. The Panthers are on a six-game win streak, and here's where I make my decision. Streaks usually end on the road against solid teams. I'm taking the Canes at home in this one. It's going to be a really tight and close game, and because it's close and tight against two really good teams that are great on defense, great keepers, that usually means take the under as well. So I'm leaning under six. Again, though, best bet Canes on the money line. And for my next matchup, the Toronto Maple Leafs on the road at the Vegas Golden Knights. The Maple Leafs start a West Coast road tour against some pretty tough teams, including playing tonight in Arizona. Shouldn't be a tough game, but could be. Never know. Vegas Golden Knights favored on the money line, minus 120. The total is six. The Golden Knights plus 195 on the puck line. My best bet here. Take the Leafs money line. Yeah, that's right. The Golden Knights win on their defense, and, well, they look less than steady at home against the Predators the other night. The Leafs are one of the best teams creating scoring chances for multiple players, something the Golden Knights don't defend well against. This will be a back-to-back game for the Leafs, but not for their keeper, Samsonov, who's won his last four starts. He's got the night off tonight. He will be fresh for the Golden Knights tomorrow. Take the Leafs on the money line in that one. And then finally, and I hate that I'm doing this. I'm just oh, hate no. that I'm doing this. Gambling but, mixing with fandom. <laughs> uh, fandom and gambling don't mix. Don't do it. And I haven't done it here, but uh, the, the the line was good. The line was good for this yep. one. You got to take it. You got to take it early. The Vancouver Canucks are on the road at the Seattle Kraken, right down the road from where I'm recording this right now. The 
Canucks favored minus 125 on the money line. The total in this one, six and a half plus 190 on the puck line for the Canucks. My best bet, the Canucks money line. I hate it, but that's true. You can still get this at a great number at minus 125. It's only going to go up from here, folks. The Canucks are coming off a loss in Denver against your Avs. They're on a three-game losing streak. They're a hot team still. They looked great the other night. This is a get-right game for them against the Kraken. I hate that those words are coming out of my mouth, but it's true. The Kraken are also just three points outside a wild-card spot in the Western Conference, but still... The Canucks are a tall order for anyone, especially the Kraken. My best bet, the Canucks on the money line. And that, John, is going to wrap it up for the weird hybrid podcast, NHL, UFC. I like it. Uh, I'm getting to fall in love with the hybrid. I think I might, too. I think Mm -hmm. I might, too. Mm Mm-hmm. But this week, that's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast. But remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means. And the bets we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. Be sure to check us out on social media. Look for the Daddy Sharps on Facebook and at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, of course, we're going to be back next week with all our best bets and much more. That's right. But first question for you, John, who is your daddy? We are... Stay sharp, everyone.